Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 113, 16 things you must consider before launching another podcast. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And it's also an award winner and blah, 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 all of that stuff. I'm really excited about this content because we as podcasters often get this bug to start not just one podcast, but start several podcasts. And this is something that I think will really help you if you're thinking about starting another podcast, which I'm going to guess most likely you are thinking of starting another podcast. So maybe we'll just throw out the if and just assume that you are thinking about starting another podcast. If you're already starting one podcast or hosting one then you probably want to launch another one at some point and be hosting two podcasts, maybe three, maybe four. Maybe you have in mind several things that you want to podcast about. This episode is for you, or it will be for you someday. I'm assuming it's for you. Let's jump right into this. When you're thinking of starting a podcast, another one, I highly recommend that you ask yourself five questions before you start an additional podcast. Now do keep in mind, starting an additional podcast, pretty much all the same rules and guidelines and advice apply to it as apply to starting a podcast in the first place, with some exceptions. And so here are five questions that I think you should ask yourself before you start another podcast. First one, should I improve my current podcast instead If you already have a podcast, it's easy to start thinking about starting another one. But if you're thinking about this from the perspective of, I want to grow my audience, but I'm going to have a podcast about this topic and about this topic and about this topic, and then I'll get this big audience following all of these, following all of these different topics that I podcast about. Well, that can happen. Yes, that is true. But you could look at it a different way. Instead of spreading yourself thin and trying to reach a whole bunch of audiences and getting small subscription numbers on each individual episode you have, think about instead maybe focusing on the podcast or maybe multiple podcasts that you already have and making those even better. Are you really doing everything you could to make those podcasts the best that they can be? Have you improved your content quality, your delivery ability, your schedule for that episode? How frequently are you producing episodes? Are you being as concise or as thorough as you need to be in that episode? Are you exhausting your resources of content? Are you doing everything you can to make that podcast the best that it can be? Are you building its audience the best way that you can? Are you promoting it in social media, building things that people can use to help promote your podcast for you? All of these things. Are you doing that for the podcast that you already have? If not, I really suggest that you focus on improving the podcast that you do have before you go out and start a new one. You know, this applies to so many other things in life as well. Finish what you're working on or or improve what you're already working on before you start a new one. Do you know how many books I've started? 
and the answer is a lot more than I finished because I'll be reading one book and I discover another book too. And I think, oh, I want to read that one too. And I start reading it. And then I discover another one. I want to read that one too. I got to finish some of these books instead of starting all of these other ones. So I've been focusing on finishing books that I start. Same thing applies to podcasting. Also consider that there's a better advantage to this. If you have one podcast with a massive following or even just a strong following, if it feels strong to you, and by strong, that's a completely relative term. Remember, 100 subscribers, think of 100 people in a room coming to hear you every week or whenever your schedule is. Each time you release a new episode, 100 people gather in a room to hear what you have to say and to provide feedback on that. So, however you measure a strong podcast. But if you already have a strong following for one podcast, that can really help you launch another podcast because you might already have a built-in audience because you can tell your current listeners, and I'll bring this up again later, but you can tell your current listeners, hey, I'm launching this other podcast you may be interested in. Check it out at such and such address and uh, it will launch at such and such date. Or you can cross-promote those things. And I'll share more tips on that later as well. So should I improve my current podcast instead of launching a new one? Think about that. Second question to consider, do I have time for another podcast? How much time does it take you to manage one podcast right now? And by manage, I mean everything. Preparing your content, recording your content, editing your content, posting your content, promoting your content, interacting with the community, reading and addressing emails, all of that stuff. How many hours does it really take you to manage one podcast? Now, if you only have one and you're thinking of starting another one, double however many hours it takes because that's what it will take for running two podcasts at the same time. And do you really have time for all of that extra work? I've figured out that in my own life, I only have time for three podcasts because I'm producing on average four episodes per week. That's one episode of the Audacity podcast, one episode of the Ramen Noodle, and two episodes, usually two episodes per week of our Once Upon a Time podcast. And then some other stuff here and there, like video episodes that I produce for the Audacity podcast. Those are kind of bonus things. And by the way, there is a new video episode. It's an overview of Boss Jock from New Media Expo. Awesome app for iPad and iOS. Check out the video on my YouTube channel. Subscribe to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes video or go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash B-O-S-S-J-O-C-K to watch the video there where I overview Boss Jock and you have the option to purchase it through a link there too. And that's an affiliate link that helps support the show. So do you really have time to manage an extra podcast? You might. Maybe you have lots of extra time. Will you have that time in the future? Like you might not have a job right now and you might think, oh, I think I'll start another podcast since I'm not doing anything else with my time. Well, what happens when you get a new job? Will you then still have time to manage two podcasts instead of just one? So you can work around this, though. And I had to do this eventually. You may remember a time a couple years ago before I left my full-time job when I was doing the Ramen Noodle and the Audacity podcast, two episodes total, uh, an episode of each, every week while I was still working a full-time job. And at some point I said, this is this is too much. I need to cut back. So each episode now is going to be bi-weekly. 
I know many of you wrote in basically with tears on your email accounts saying that you are, were going to miss it and all of that. So that's one way, though, that we adapted to that is that we would have one podcast per week, but it would be a different one every other week. So that allowed us to still continue releasing or producing two separate podcasts and on a consistent schedule, but just not as many episodes as often. So we'd spend the same amount of time each week preparing for each podcast, but it would be a different podcast we're preparing for. it. That's a way that you can get around it if you don't have enough time. It's not optimal. I... I But I think instead of completely cutting one out because you don't have time, I'd rather, if I'm listening to podcasts I really enjoy, I'd rather they produce them less frequently than just cut them off if it's content I really enjoy. So third question, will my other podcasts suffer? If you're already hosting podcasts and you decide to start a new one, that new one becomes your new thing. It's like a toy. <laughs> you've, you've been a kid at one point, or maybe you are a kid, Jeremiah. I know you're still a kid, so you can relate to this. But maybe you remember birthdays or Christmas presents or anything like that, where you receive a new toy. Do you go back to your old toys and keep playing with them over the next few weeks? No, you play with that new toy so, so much, because that's the newest, biggest, most exciting thing in your life, is that new toy. Same thing happens with podcasting. When you start a new podcast, that's your new toy. So you want to focus on that. You want to develop great content for that. You want to promote that. Well, then what happens to your other toys or your other podcasts? They might suffer. They might lose some of the attention. They might become afterthoughts and you find yourself planning at the last minute for those things or maybe not even planning at all and just kind of trying to wean it, thinking, oh, I've done this for... 20 or 30 episodes, I can just wing it. It's okay. I don't need as much promotion or practice. Mm, Think about that seriously. You can do this. You can launch a new podcast in ways that your other content won't suffer, but it means you might end up stretching yourself thin. But really, I suggest focus on doing things really well and take it one step at a time. And you may decide to do just a few episodes as a trial run and you realize, man, it's taken six months to release, to make two episodes. I don't think I'll launch this podcast. And that could be something for you. So ask yourself, will your other podcasts suffer? Fourth question, does my new podcast fit or expand or break my brand? See, personal branding may not be on your mind quite yet, But you should figure it out. What do you want to be associated with? What do you want people to think about when they hear you? Or what content do you want your name to come up with when people think about it? Like, I know that when someone thinks about Once Upon a Time, they probably think about me, at least a friend, that is. When they think about Once Upon a Time, about podcasting, about Audacity, about web design, they probably think about me. What do you want people to think about you? or think that you represent? And does your new podcast fit inside of that branding? For example, maybe part of your branding is TV shows or entertainment. So you have a podcast about one TV show and you launch a podcast about another TV show. So your branding there is TV shows. This fits perfectly inside of that. Maybe though, your new podcast expands your branding. So 
maybe it is adding something to it, such as maybe you currently host a podcast that's focused on educational material, informing your listeners of something, educating them on something, and then you decide to start another podcast that's purely entertainment related. You're not focused on teaching them something, you just want to entertain them. That's expanding your brand. Breaking your brand can be a lot worse. This is, I couldn't think of many examples of this other than something like this. Maybe you have clean podcasts, like on Noodle Mix Network, all of our podcasts are clean. And it would really break my brand if I were to start a podcast that was an explicit podcast, had profanity or whatever obscenities inside of it. That would break my brand. It would undermine the brand that I've already been building. So does your new podcast fit that or break it? Another example is maybe you have the Apple Fanboy podcast and then you decide to start an, a podcast about the amazing things of Microsoft. <laughs> that might undermine your branding there, kind of water it down and make people really wonder, is he being honest or is he being a hypocrite? So ask yourself, does your podcast fit, expand, or break your brand? If you don't know what your brand is, try to come up with that. Think of three keywords or key phrases or terms to describe yourself and your brand and what you want to be associated with. As you know, with Noodle Mix Network, I've come down to this idea of it's podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed. So every podcast that I consider for the Noodle Mix Network needs to fit in that. It needs to either make you think about something, inform you, be educational in some way, causes you to ponder something, it needs to make you laugh, or it needs to help you succeed. So you can see when you look at our podcast catalog, go to noodle.mx if you want to check out all of the podcasts we have, each of them fit into at least one of those categories. Like I would say, are you just watching is thinking, uh, the ramen noodle is laughing. Once podcast, I think, is both thinking and laughing. Beyond the to-do list is about succeeding. The Audacity to Podcast is about thinking and succeeding. So you see crossover between those, but they all fit within that brand. Ask yourself about that. And then the fifth question here is consider where will your new podcast live? This is more a technical question. Everything else has been principle-focused that I've encouraged you to ask, Uh, but this one is is a bit more technical because there are different ways that you could approach technically starting a new podcast. What will be its home on the internet? Now, if you need help figuring this out, this is what I do as my specialty. I design websites, I set up websites, I configure WordPress, all of that stuff. I can register domains for you and all of that. So please let me know if you need help with this, you can email me feedback at the com, and I can prepare a quote for you. But what you should consider, you have pretty much three different options when launching a new podcast in terms of at least your website. Now, this can apply to other things as well, such as uh, YouTube channel or media hosting and such. But let's focus on your website. Three different options. You could have separate categories or you could have separate WordPress sites or you could do a WordPress multi-site The first option there, separate categories on one WordPress site, is perhaps the easiest thing to do if you already have one podcast going or maybe a couple podcasts going. All you have to do, start a new category on your site, 
activate PowerPress's feature called category podcasting that allows you to run a completely separate podcast from a different category. You can give it a different name, different cover art, different description, all of that. And then all you have to do is when you post your episodes, post them into that category. So that works very easily. And I did this for a while. When I first launched Noodle Mix Network, I had all of the podcasts on a single website just as separate categories. And I quickly discovered that I did not like doing this at all because, and this is a very much a personal decision, but the reason why I didn't like it is I quickly realized that I could not strengthen the branding for one specific podcast. If I wanted people to come to the site and get a strong branding idea for clean comedy, well, it's competing with the other things. And at that time, the other podcasts I had on the site were Are You Just Watching and The Audacity to Podcast. So the same thing, The Audacity to Podcast. When people go to the site, it was very hard for them to get the podcasting and Audacity branding and all of that from this main conglomerate site, just with separate categories. Now, there are ways around this. Yes, you can design category templates inside of WordPress. You can do certain stuff like that. But still, you'll run into many of the same issues, or it becomes a pain to have to manage all of these conditional things, like if you're in this category, display this widget. If you're on this page, then display that widget. Stuff like affiliate links or um, special programs you have going or anything like that. Very hard to do if you're running from a category website. Now, there are people who do this with great success, like my friend Cliff Ravenscraft, Podcast Answer Man. If you go to gspn.tv, that's a single WordPress site where he has all of his podcasts in separate categories. That works very well for him. And at the same time, he also has Podcast Answer Man as a separate website, which I'll mention in just a moment. So, when you combine everything on a single website, it, yes, can be easy for you to manage, but I would say it makes it very hard to brand it, very hard to market it. You might be thinking, hey, great cross-promotion because when people come here looking for this content, then they'll also find this content. But the flip side of that is when people come to your website looking for content A and all they see is content B, C, and D, then it crowds out content A. They won't find it. They'll turn away or they'll get confused or they'll wonder, am I really on the right site? What's this address got to do with anything? So it's like making a war between these things. And then looking at podcast website features, like how certain things work on certain pages and templates and formats and functionality and contact forms and all of this, it can become a real mess for you and for your listeners and visitors. And I really don't recommend this, but it is possible to do. Now, when this does work really well is if your content is tied together, intimately tied together. For example, I have thought about starting a video podcast called Audacity Quick Tips. I already own the domain, so you don't have to worry about trying to snipe it from me. And if I ran that, I would probably actually run that as a separate category of the Audacity podcast because the two podcasts would be so similar, so tightly knit together and cross-promote each other. They, they just logically connect to each other. So I could run that as a separate category and it would fit, or I could run that as a separate website and that would be fine too. So consider 
separate categories on a single WordPress site, or better than that, I would say our separate WordPress sites. Most host most web hosting companies like Bluehost or HostGator will allow you to do this where you can host multiple websites under a single account and it may not even cost you anything extra. Now, by the way, I do have affiliate links for Bluehost and HostGator. If you just go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash Bluehost or slash HostGator, then you can join using my affiliate links and that helps support what I'm doing here. And I really enjoy that and, and benefit from that. But these sites will allow you to do this, and you can then create an additional domain on your account. You pay for just the domain registration, which is about $15 per year. That's what I charge if you register a domain through me. And then you install a completely separate copy of WordPress. Now, this means that you can separate your content. You can uniquely brand each site you won't confuse your visitors and you won't run into these plugin wars or functionality wars and this thing fighting against this thing. It makes it a lot easier for you and a lot easier for your visitors. But at the same time, it can also be a pain to manage because this means you have multiple WordPress sites that you have to log into each one of them. Probably means you have separate accounts unless you make the usernames and passwords the same for each one, which I don't necessarily recommend. It means separate databases to manage, to back up all of this. When WordPress updates or plugin updates or your theme updates, then you have to log into every site you have and update it separately. And this can become a bit of a pain to do, but it is still very easy to do. This, I would say this is the, the good balance of things that you have the ease and simplicity of managing it yourself, but yet the separation of your branding and separation of each site and its own domains and everything like that. And it works really well. If you use a host like Bluehost or HostGator or many other hosts out there, they refer to themselves as multi-domain hosting. Site5 does this too, but Bluehost does it cheaper if you're adding multi-domain hosting, by the way. So, is this the direction you really want to go? Well, maybe. There are other podcasters who have great success with this, like um, my friend James Kennison over at nlcast.com. Each of his podcasts are a separate WordPress installation. Actually, one of his podcasts is a subdomain of his main domain, but it's still a separate WordPress installation. And they're completely branded separately. But if something, if you need to change something across all sites, that makes it a bit difficult. So the third way that you could do this is making a home for, and this is to answer the question of where will your new podcast live? You could do a WordPress multi-site. This is where you're creating a network mode and it's commonly called multi-site. It might also be called multi-user by some people or WordPress network, most commonly called multi-site. This is a single installation of WordPress that can power countless sites. If you've ever used Blogspot, um, Zynga, or uh, WordPress.com, or anything like that, where it's a, a blog network site, that's what you're essentially creating with WordPress multi-site. A single WordPress installation can run countless websites, and each site can function as its own site with its own users, its own login, its own plugins, its own themes, its own domain even, you can set that up. But if WordPress updates, 
you update once and it updates all the sites. If a plugin updates, you update once, it updates all of the sites. There are even many plugins configured so that you can adjust the settings for that plugin and it adjusts all of the sites. Like the most recent version of W3 Total Cache now offers this. And I I love this feature because I use the same caching plugins on all of my sites and it's a pain to go through and adjust every single one of them when I want to try something new. Well, W3 Total Cache now has a feature where if I'm on multi-site, I network activate it, adjust my settings in one place, and it adjusts them for all of my sites. There are many other things that you can do with this, and even if your plugin doesn't support this kind of thing, there are other ways, other plugins that enable this kind of support where you adjust settings for one plugin on a particular site, and it considers that the master, and it sets those same things across all of the other sites. This makes it so much easier and so much more powerful for setting these things up, especially like when you consider when I start a new podcast or bring a new podcast into the network, I set up its site and all of the plugins are there. Some of them are already pre-configured, so this can save me time. And this is the way I love doing it, and I am doing this. Every WordPress site that I run is powered by the same WordPress multi-site installation. So that's beyond the to-do list. Are you just watching the ramen noodle once podcast, the audacity podcast, my personal blog, my wife's personal blog, my upcoming new business site will be on there. Podcamp Cincinnati, Christian meets world and noodle.mx, the noodle mix network home site are all powered from the same WordPress installation using WordPress multi-site. I love this. Now, some plugins have a couple issues with WordPress multi-site especially the ones I've run into uh, that have issues are most notably Backup Buddy, which I love Backup Buddy, but it's very difficult to get it working properly on multi-site. LiveFire commenting system has some serious problems with multi-site. And Discuss commenting system has some problems, but they're not catastrophic. So you do notice I am using Discuss on the site on all of my multi-site installations or separate sites and it works and it works well enough i think but it does have a couple tiny little issues and some other plugins may or might may not have issues but more and more plugins are starting to support multi-site and some of them like w3 totals cache taking advantage of multi-site now multi-site is free to install it's actually already in your wordpress you just have to configure a few things differently and make sure that your web host supports certain things But as you can probably already tell, this is a lot more technical. It requires a lot more setup, a lot more technical know-how of getting it configured. But once it's configured, you can pretty much go with it and never have to worry about how you set it up in the first place. So it does take a lot more work on the front end, but things that are really worth having do take more work on the front end. So this, again, this is something I am available for hire to do for you. If it's too much for you to handle yourself or you don't have the time or don't want to spend all of this time trying to figure this out, then I can set this up for you and I'd be happy to give you a quote on your particular needs. But this is my preferred method, but like I said, it is a lot more technical. If you don't want to mess with the technical stuff of multi-site, then my next suggestion would be separate WordPress installations like you can do with Bluehost or HostGator. 
Again, I have affiliate links for those, and I'd really appreciate if you'd use those if you need a website. Go to the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 113 for those links and all of these show notes as well. So those are the five questions that I think you should ask yourself before you consider launching another podcast. First one, should I improve my current podcast or podcasts instead? Second, do I have time for another podcast? Third, will my other podcasts suffer? Fourth, does my new podcast fit, expand, or break my brand? And then fifth, will my new podcast, where will my new podcast live? And my suggestions there. Now, if you're thinking about having another podcast, let me give you some tips on what you can do when you're launching your other podcast. So these are some 11 random tips for launching another podcast, considering that you're adding it to your own. Again, everything you know about launching a regular podcast in the first place pretty much applies to launching a second or a third or fourth podcast or anything like that. So these are some tips, and I'd love to hear your tips too, and what things you think uh, people should be asking themselves before they launch another podcast. So please do go to the show notes and comment there. That's the best place to respond to this content. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 113 to comment on the show notes for this episode. So 11 tips for launching another podcast. Number one, cross-promote between your podcasts. If you already have an audience in one podcast, a passionate, interested, engaged audience, get them interested about your new podcast even before you launch it. Tell them it's coming. Let them know what they can anticipate in your new podcast. And then once your podcast is running and you have multiple podcasts going, occasionally cross-promote your other shows, but don't do this too much. But just do it kind of as comes up. This, This is sometimes completely random. Like sometimes in our podcast, so uh, Jeremy, my wife, Jenny, and I host two podcasts together, our clean comedy podcast and our once upon a time podcast. Occasionally, well, frequently we'll mention something from one podcast in the other podcast. So it might not make sense to that audience, but that gives us an opportunity to say, Hey, to learn more about this story, subscribe to our other podcast and get this specific episode where we explain this or something like that. So it's cross promotion opportunities. And you know, in the audacity to podcast, I frequently refer to uh, the other podcasts that I host and use them as examples of different things of successes and failures and such. And I cross promote them by telling you where you can get that other podcast or simply by telling you the name of the other podcast. So you could cross promote your other shows. And don't think that your listeners will consider this irrelevant. They will see it as relevant if for no other reason, because it's your other content. And many podcast listeners often develop, feel like they're building a relationship and are building relationships with you. So you do one thing and they'll follow you to other places as well. I know many of our other listeners to our podcasts, listen to our other podcasts simply because they like the first podcast of ours that they listen to. Um, I know one person in particular goes by the name Doxon. He's a faithful listener. I don't know how he found us in the first place, but he started listening to our Clean Comedy podcast. He heard us mention our Once Upon a Time podcast. So he started watching Once Upon a Time because we were watching it and started listening to that podcast and participating in its community as well. Just because 
we were too. So cross-promoting is really powerful and is relevant for your listeners. Just don't do it too much. Don't be spammy about it. So that's the first tip. Second tip, uh, number two, don't feel like you have to make a network out of all of your podcasts. Running a podcast network is a lot of work. And you'll have to get used to hearing people say, hey, can I join your network? Hey, can I join your network? Hey, can I join your network? And you'll have to get used to sometimes saying no, or you might find yourself exposed to great new content that you may want to bring into your network. I've thought about writing a blog post sometime that would be something like how not to request joining a podcast network because I have lots of examples of that. But if you have two or three podcasts, calling yourself a network may not make sense. It may not be necessary if you just want to develop a relationship or an association between those two podcasts. Don't feel like you have to start a network. You could even join someone else's network. Maybe it is a network like my own, Noodle Mix. Maybe you go to another podcaster who has a couple podcasts and you ask them, hey, you've got two podcasts. I've got two podcasts. My friend has two podcasts. Would you be interested in forming a network of six podcasts together? But don't feel like you have to make a network if you start another podcast. Number three, focus on content for one podcast at a time. Do not multitask your preparations, your show notes, your feedback, stuff like that. It's okay if you're going through your feedback folder and you're moving this to that podcast, moving that to that podcast, moving that to that podcast, but really focus on one podcast at a time. This is what has caused me to waste time in preparing for podcast episodes is I'm going through my feedback folder and I see something for the ramen noodle. So I read that, address it, uh, categorize it, whatever, plan for it. Then I see something for one's podcast and I get sidetracked. My brain is changing gears, changing tracks. It doesn't work as well. Focus on one podcast at a time while you're preparing or producing your podcast. Fourth tip, reuse the tools and techniques that you already have. If something works for one podcast, apply it to your others. Maybe it's your style of uh, how you open your podcast episodes, like not the music you use. I don't recommend you reuse the same music, but maybe it's how you start your podcast. Now, you'll notice that between each episode of all of the podcasts I host, I start them all differently, (laughs) and that's by design. I don't want them to all sound the same, but maybe you do want them to sound the same. That's that's totally up to you. But also think about the plugins on your website, maybe even the WordPress theme that you use. You could reuse these tools and techniques across all of your other podcasts and just tweak them as necessary. Like all of my podcasts use Pretty Link Pro, Gravity Forms, Relevancy Premium, ShareBars, StudioPress themes, and many other WordPress plugins. And by the way, I will have affiliate links for all of those things in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 113 if you want to check those out and check out those premium WordPress plugins and premium themes that I absolutely love, all of these things. Side note, I'll have an episode soon about what stuff is worth paying for in podcasting. Please send me your feedback on that. I'll share the feedback information later. So you can reuse these things. And again, using WordPress multi-site makes reusing these tools a lot easier But even stuff outside of your website, you could consider reusing. If it works well for one podcast, it might work well for another. Number five, have separate email accounts for each podcast. 
you may remember that for a while, I told you the feedback email was feedback at noodle.mx. And if you watch the live podcast over at noodle.mx slash live or the audacitypodcast.com slash live, which goes to the same page, you'll see on there it lists that email address. That's nice in that it's one email address that people will hear and remember, but it has a couple problems. One is I did find that some people didn't really understand the noodle mix part. And I didn't really want to press noodle mix network branding down their throats and compete with my own strong branding for a particular podcast. So hearing the audacity to podcast.com, the audacity to podcast.com, the audacity to podcast.com. And then an email address is feedback at noodle.mx. It's just like, huh? Wait, what? How does that fit in? And the other problem, even worse problem with this, if you have multiple podcasts and you're using the same email address for all of them, then all of your email gets mixed up into one single place with no sorting whatsoever. An easy way that you can do this is create separate forwarders for each account. This is where you could make an email address that simply forwards to something else. Like I have feedback at the audacity to podcast.com feedback at oncepodcast.com, and so on. Now, they all forward to the same Gmail account, but because they're emailed to a particular account, that means in Gmail, I can set it up that if an email is sent to this email account, that it gets labeled a particular way and then filtered a particular way. So I can look at my inbox and immediately see feedback emails for the Audacity to Podcast, for Once Podcast, for the Ramen Noodle, and I know what each email is is about just by looking at the little labels that Gmail automatically applies. Now, I talked about how to take advantage of Gmail and the the, uh, ways that you could use Gmail right, the right way for your podcast in a previous episode. So if you go back to episode 91 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 91, you can hear about that and learn how to set up some of that stuff and use Gmail the right way or any kind of web account like that almost any account the right way. Sixth tip, leverage your whole community for big things. As your podcast grows, one podcast might get more popular than the other, or they might start cross-promoting each other. You might get some spillover, but you'll have a bigger audience. And this does grow exponentially because each podcast helps the other one grow as well. It's like multiple streams of income. But Also, keep in mind that you may not have an audience that is entirely a crossover audience. So if you have three podcasts and each one of them has 100 listeners, that doesn't mean that you only have 100 listeners. That could mean you have 300 completely different people listening to your podcasts instead of just 100. So this larger community that you have can help you achieve bigger things like podcast awards. Honestly, I don't think I could have won or even made it into the nominations with some of my podcasts. I don't think I could have won the award if it wasn't for the community around all of the podcasts that I host. I think they really helped each one of them because some of them, if for no other reason, some of the listeners to one podcast decided, you know what? I'm going to help that guy because I like what he's doing in this podcast, so I'm going to help him with this other thing that he's doing. They may do that simply because they're loyal, but they also may help or do things, these big things for you, because they're interested in it. So 
every now and then in my Once Upon a Time podcast, I mention to people, by the way, if you want to learn how to podcast, check out my other podcast called The Audacity to Podcast. And I do get some people that hear that and think, oh, yeah, I'd like to start my own Once Upon a Time podcast, which some of my listeners have done. And so they go over, they listen to that content, they learn how to do that, and then they start their own thing. So you can leverage this larger community that you have to do these great things, and it can work really well. Just save this for the really important things, for uh, like podcast award or some big program that you're doing. If it doesn't make sense for your audience, don't promote it a whole lot or don't push it a whole lot. Number seven, set up separate affiliate IDs. One of my biggest mistakes when I was launching separate podcasts, especially when I launched one's podcast, so this is as recent as a year ago that I, I had to finally correct this mistake, I used the same affiliate ID across all of my podcasts. Now I have separate affiliate IDs. The reason why you want separate affiliate IDs is so that you can see how much affiliate income each podcast generates. So I can look at my, for example, my Amazon.com affiliate report and see that uh, the ramen noodle produced usually it's zero dollars affiliate income Uh, the audacity podcast produced this much one's podcast produced this much so then i can see that which works great also for when i then split that income after expenses with my co-hosts i'll have an episode about that someday this can also really help you track your success with each one so if you start a new podcast and you're thinking i want this podcast to help me make money Well, can you really tell if it's making money unless it has its own tracking ID? So set up this kind of tracking information and uh, it will really help you out. And I think you'll be happy with it. Most affiliate programs allow you to do this, set up separate website profiles or separate affiliate IDs or something like this. If an affiliate company you're working with doesn't allow this, just contact them and see what they can offer you for uh, setting up some way that you can track your income separately. Number eight, Consider separate social media accounts. Each podcast has its own content and audience. And you may want to target that audience with that content and present in some way that is unique to that community or just focused only on that community and no crossover. This could mean you may want to have uh, extra Facebook pages or Google Plus profiles or YouTube channels or maybe even just YouTube playlists and under a single YouTube account. That's the way I'm doing it. Maybe you even want separate Twitter accounts. Now, I talked specifically about Twitter accounts back in episode 92. So if you go back to the audacitypodcast.com slash 92, you can hear about that and what I thought about whether your podcast or blog should have its own Twitter account. But you might want to consider that for your extra podcast that you're starting and use these channels appropriately and it can help you build a larger community behind these things. Like for example, my Once Upon a Time podcast has its own Twitter account. It's Once Podcast on Twitter. If I tried the same things that I'm doing with the Once Podcast Twitter account to build its following and thus help promote my Once Upon a Time podcast, if I was doing that with my regular Twitter account, which is the Ramen Noodle, it might not make as much sense. People wouldn't instantly see the connection and think, oh, Once Upon a Time podcast, I want to follow them back. 
when they see the ramen noodle, Daniel J. Lewis does blah, 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 blah. And once upon a time, you see the separation there. They might think, oh, he does something with once upon a time, if they even read the bio. But when they see the avatar, the little picture, profile picture, and the Twitter account, then that can immediately tell them, oh, this is about once upon a time. I want to follow this person back. And then they see the tweets and all of that. So this can help you in different ways. Like with Facebook pages too, it creates new communities. And I do really like having separate pages, separate Google Plus pages, and here and there maybe a separate Twitter account for different podcasts because it helps me to market these things and build a unique community for that unique audience. Number nine, get things right from the start with this launch. Because when you're starting a new podcast in addition to your others, this is an opportunity for you to start over and get it right the first time. I talked about this back in uh, one of my previous episodes, number 68 at the audacitypodcast.com slash 68, about things, 14 things to get right the first time with podcasting. You can go back and listen to that episode to hear my full thoughts on that. But really quickly, here's the list of 14 things to get right that I recommend getting right the first time to make it so much easier for podcasting. Uh, Number one, control your RSS feed. Number two, launch with at least three episodes. Number three, have podcast cover art when you launch. Number four, keep episode number in simple. Number five, offer standard formats. Number six, split podcast and blog RSS feeds. I'd say that's actually one of the most important things to do. Number seven, have and use your own domains. Number eight, make a branded email address. Number nine, use a media host or maybe not use a media host. That's really up to you. Number 10, encode your files well. 11, write at least basic show notes. 12, reserve social accounts with your brand, even if you're not going to use them. 13, start strong and on topic. And my 14th thing on the list, which doesn't really apply here, but I'll mention it anyway, uh, skip a USB mic and buy a mixer and microphone. Actually, my advice there has changed because I like the ATR 2100. It can work great. And then 10th tip, besides getting things right the first time with your new podcast, tip 10, avoid crossover content unless it's concise. Now, this is different from using leveraging your community for these big things this 10th tip is more about what kind of content you share inside your episode cross promoting and sharing big items that's great keep it short keep it simple Uh, don't let it distract from your regular content but if you have a story about your goldfish then that story does not necessarily need to be in every episode of your podcast in full detail or every podcast that you host in full detail. You might want to just have it in one and not mention it at all in the others. It may not need to be in the others. Or if it's in the others, you can say, yeah, I, some, such and such happened with the goldfish. If you want to hear the full story, then go listen to this other podcast episode from our other podcast where we told the full story. So avoid that crossover content unless it's concise. Eleventh tip and final tip here for now, except what you want to share in the blog at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 113. Use Blueberry's free or premium stats for separate tracking of your downloads. 
regardless of where you host your media, you can set up separate Blueberry keywords, that's what they call them, keywords for each of your podcasts, and then you can track the downloads for each podcast separately. And you could also have like a network-wide keyword that you use in addition to that. I use two keywords for all of my podcast uh, episodes. Nick Subalin had once asked this question about why am I using two different keywords, two different Blueberry tracking things. That's so that one of them is my Noodle Mix network overall, and one is a show-specific keyword. So I can look in my Blueberry stats and see the Audacity to Podcast had this many downloads in the month of November. And I can see that instantly. I don't have to go through and say, okay, that episode's the Audacity to Podcast. That one is, that one is, that one's not. So subtract that number, add that number, subtract that, add that. And I can't remember what that is. And so this makes it so much easier to track your stats. Now, Blueberry is really easy to set this up. Their free stats are great. Their premium stats are really great. And this can be very easy. Now, Libsyn is a bit different. You can open multiple podcast accounts with Libsyn, and then that separates your stats. But the issue I have with that is then you might end up with wasted space. So if you have four 50 megabyte accounts, that's 200 megabytes of information. But what if you're only using 25 megabytes per month per podcast? Then you're essentially wasting space and essentially wasting money. I actually use a single Lipson account. It's a large Lipson account. Right now, I think I'm on the $30 a month. Yeah, I'm on the $30 a month plan to host all of my podcast files. And Lipson is a great media host, and they do let you do this, unless you're a massive network like you know CNN or ESPN or something. Then they have other plans that will help you out a lot better and provide much better performance. But, uh, and by the way, if you use Lipson, please use my promo code NOODLE. Uh, to get your free first month. But you can also add then on top of wherever you're hosting your media, Blueberry Stats per episode or per podcast. So you can track the performance of each podcast download independently. And it works really well. And I I really like Blueberry's premium stats. I think it's worth it. Uh, $5 a month for their premium stats. I think it's $50 a year. And I use that for a few of my podcasts that are being tracked by Blueberry. So those are all of my tips, uh, for now at least, on things that you should consider, 16 things you must consider before launching another podcast. What are your tips? If you host multiple podcasts, what are your tips that you would like to share about uh, your separate podcasts or launching separate podcasts or anything like that? Please comment on the show notes over at the Audacity to Podcast dot com slash one one three and i'd love to hear your feedback you could uh, then share this with others to get their feedback on this as well all of this content was actually inspired by a voicemail i received from james festini asking about domains and separate websites and additional podcasts and such but he also asked something else that i'll address in his original question hello daniel over there at the audacity podcast This is James Festini from Life. There's an app for that. My podcast on human improvement. Anyhow, listen, I have a question. I was curious about the way you design your website. And the question rides along the back of last week's episode about having your own Twitter account for each podcast. 
I was curious to find out with the identities that you've created completely different from each other in the Noodle Mix network. For example, you have the Clean Comedy and the Christian Movie Reviews and the Once Upon a Time. Are you hosting these under one domain or one website? Are they all working off of the same website and all of these are uh, sub pages within the website? Or have you created an entire identity, for example, in Bluehost? Are you hosting each site independent of each other? Or is it just one hosted website and then you have all of these as subpages? I really love the way your banners and everything flows so smoothly and they have completely different themes as you go across each page. However, it seems like you have this skinny little banner at the top that is consistent on all of them. So it makes me wonder, are you running this as one entire website with separate pages under that one domain? Or are they actually are you actually paying for a domain for each one of these individually. Thanks for answering the question and thank you for everything you do. Take care. Thank you for sending that in and thank you for the comments, uh, compliments, James. Really appreciate that. And check out his podcast, Life. There's an app for that. Well, so I answered most of this, but also just to clarify, this is all running under one hosting account. And it's one cPanel account on a dedicated server now, or a VPS, or even shared hosting. And I'm not creating separate WordPress WordPress installations. It's one WordPress installation, multi-site. And that banner that you see, the Noodle Mix Network banner, that's actually some little PHP stuff that I did in the background so that every theme is calling the same PHP file. And so if I change... If I add a new podcast, remove a podcast, whatever, then I can change that one file and all of the other sites will reflect that change. So thank you very much for sending that in, James, and inspiring this conversation. So please let me know how this information helped you and comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 113. Now, if you'd like to suggest a topic or ask a question for a future episode or talk about hiring me to help you do some of this, if you're thinking about launching a separate podcast and want to do it well, then please email feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or you can call 903-231-2221 or go to the audacity to podcast.com and click on the send a voice message link to record a message from your computer and soon from your iOS device. And whichever method you use, please make sure that you give me your email address because that's my preferred contact method. Also, I've got coming up the Audacity Workshop. Now, here's a tip. When you schedule something, this is completely unrelated to this episode's content, but when you schedule something related to your podcast, check with your wife first. Because I didn't realize, I'll be totally honest here, I didn't realize we have a wedding to go to on March 2nd. So I'm moving the Audacity Workshop back to March 9th. That'll give you a bit more time to consider uh, if you want to join the Audacity Workshop. And that also means I'm extending the early bird deadline from February 15th to February 22nd. This will be a one-hour workshop where I will teach you what you need to know. I will show you, you'll get to see on my screen, what you need to know for editing, recording, and creating a podcast with Audacity or recording anything else. This could be editing audiobooks or audio dramas, mixing in music, recording voicemail intros. It could be uh, making music even, editing music together, or splicing together a ringtone, anything like that with Audacity. I'll teach you how to do this and how to use Audacity in one hour of training plus 
open questions and answers afterward. So if you let me know by February 22nd that you want your seat reserved for this March 9th session, the schedule has changed from March 2nd to it's now March 9th at noon Eastern Standard Time. That's Saturday, GMT minus five, by the way. Let me know by February 22nd that you want a seat reserved and you'll get it at the early bird price, which will be $100 per person. After that, after February 22nd, the price will go up a little bit, but let me know if you want your seat reserved and then we can arrange the payment for that once I finish the checkout process and reservation process on the website. And even if you don't make it to the live session, like if you think, oh, this sounds like great content. I really want to learn how to use Audacity. I want to learn how to use it well, and I want to hear this open Q&A session, but you can't make it to this session live, then go ahead, reserve your seat. You can pre-order your ticket, and then everyone who orders and reserves a seat will get the download of this session afterward. So it's guaranteed that you'll receive it. I'm not sure yet if I'll turn this into a digital product yet, or I might host a few more workshops in the future before I pull things together for actually releasing a product that I'll sell. But uh, if so, even if you don't make it, if you have a last minute thing that comes up and you can't be there for the session when we do the workshop live, you'll still get the download afterward and you'll still be able to hear me, hear the Q&A session, to be able to see things as I'm describing it and receive all of the materials they'll be using and distributing with that workshop. So if you're interested in that, please email me feedback at the audacity with audacity workshop in the subject to let me know that you want to reserve your seat for that. It's $100 if you reserve your seat by February 22nd. After that, the price will go up to $125. And this session will be on March 9th at noon Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus five. And it will be live and online. You'll be able to watch and learn how to use Audacity effectively for almost whatever you're doing. So I'd love to have you in that session, and I'm looking forward to doing this and maybe more in the future, depending on how this session goes. So let me know about that. Please send me your questions for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. Email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221, or you can also go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link or tab to record a message right there. And show notes for this episode, if you want to review all of these things that I shared and get these links that I mentioned, affiliate links and links to past episodes and all of that, will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 113. Please be sure to also check out the video edition of the Audacity to Podcast, where I have some occasional exclusive content, like my review of Boss Jock. You can subscribe in iTunes by going to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes video. And if you go to slash iTunes, you can leave ratings and reviews for me in either of those places, and I would really appreciate it. Please follow me on Twitter at the Roman Noodle. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue, and maybe start another podcast if you're up for it. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcast to make you think, laugh, and succeed at Noodle. 
www.tech.mx. The Audacity Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more and so much more on so many areas of technology at techpodcasts.com.